Hello and welcome to The Property Lab, where we dissect and investigate the things that you need to know to be successful property investors in Australia. My name is Anissa Cabello, and I'm the founder of Eda Property, a business that's been helping hundreds of Australians change their life, change their future by investing in Australian property. Hey, the Reserve Bank also met and cut out... That's cut so rapidly, I think for about a decade. I think if I'm really Welcome to the Property Lab with Anissa Cavello. And today we are going to be focusing on small business and how you can navigate these tricky times, not only with a business, but potentially with a better one. I'm interviewing Alison Morgan of relauncher.com.au. She is one of Australia's best business coaches, a very well-known business coach for very good reason. And she's got an incredible amount of resources for small business on her website. So it's relauncher.com.au. You'll find podcasts, you'll find e-products that are very affordable and really useful for small business. So I implore you to go and have a look. You can also follow Alison on her Instagram page where she has 39,000 followers, relauncher underscore Alison. She also has a branding business and we'll get stuck into some of her branding ideas as well today. So go and get a pen, go and get a pad, take notes. I really want you to enjoy this episode because it's going to be useful to you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Alison, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm really good. Um, a bit full after Easter, to be honest. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wonderful day. Oh, a bit of carbo loading. So, um, so Alison, welcome. We're so lucky to have someone of your stature um, on the podcast today because there are a lot of people out there that are really starting to wonder how long this is all going to go for. They're wondering how they can continue momentum. And I think a lot of people are throwing their hands literally in the air and saying, throwing up their hands in the air and saying, that's it, I'm out, I give up. So your business is is so well equipped to help people at the moment. And in one of your last podcasts, I've noticed that you've said, um, you know, there's no time to wait. Waiting is not a solution. There are ways to adjust and move ahead no matter what industry and business you're in. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you think people should be focusing on now to keep their business driving forward? Yeah, so that is such a key element is that like no matter how stuck you feel in your business, there's a solution. And quite often you're just so close to your business or overwhelmed or just don't have the headspace to actually realise it. But if you stop and look at your business differently, there are different elements and the solution for every single business is actually different um, because you need to look within your within your business to work out the solution rather than looking outwards and seeing what everyone else is doing. So the key element to realise that in this point in time, we actually have to take a different approach. And businesses for now are based on a mindset of short-term prote- protection yes. rather than long-term growth. So that's the absolute like first thing you need to realise is we need to protect our business in the short term. And that's why sitting still doing nothing is actually not going to help you at all. So in some cases, the short-term protection may be nurturing your existing customers or clients. And in some cases, that's actually not even going to bring in an income, but it could just be, you know, creating that nurturing effect so that when you can kind of, you know, 
offer them something, you're the first person to call to. Um, and that may be just the way that your business is structured, okay? And this is why we also need to look at changing the offering in the now so that you actually do have the ability to bring in a revenue. And so what we're seeing in most cases is that we're having to digitise businesses right. and restructure what the offerings are. And in some cases, taking, you know, the concept, if you have a, like a consulting business or a sales business, like how can you uh, twist it into an online element? that can bring in revenue. So in, in some cases, you know, that revenue is not matched to what it was pre-COVID-19, um, but that's fine because we just need to keep the business rolling as opposed to growing at the moment. So there's just so many solutions, but looking in and going, okay, how can I service and nurture my existing customers and clients? Then once you've got that right, what else can I offer them? And then, how else can I bring in additional streams to new people as well? Yes, I think I think that everything that you have said is the sort of stuff that a small business tends to let go on the basis of running the business and keeping it going. So this is how I have looked at it personally from a business perspective because obviously I have my own property business and properties has slowed, uh, certainly inquiry has slowed, but I've found this fabulous opportunity now to look at all the things that I didn't have time for and building a better communication strategy, being more entertainment focused. A lot of all of your communication is beautifully done. There's clearly a really um, lovely connection between the images and the colours and it looks not contrived, but there's a real message and a story there throughout the whole thing. Um, And I think that that's the sort of thing that many businesses don't get to focus on because they're so stuck in it. How important do you think is your online presence, is your look, is your feel, is, you know, making things look pretty for for want of a better word? Oh, gosh, it really depends on your business because I love curated accounts, but um, quite often that can also, you know, stop you from posting. So from my point of view, it's more important to create content okay, rather right. than it look amazing. Yeah, is that right? So yeah, it's, it's I do. Quantity above quality, is that no, right? No, it's both. So I've got two accounts. I've got several accounts actually on Instagram. I'm talking about. So the Sticky Studio account, which is branding and web services, that is a curated account because what what we're doing there is showcasing work that's going out. So it's actually really easy to maintain that account because the work's already happening. We're just showcasing it in a portfolio manner. However, the business coaching side is that's harder to create because it's not, well, gosh, there's so many different ways of of talking about this. But in a way it's harder to create because it's about me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's easier to create because it's not curated. So, so at the end of the day, the objective that you need to look at is you need to create, um, you need to create a platform that connects with your listeners. And the way that you do this is different for, for different accounts because the way you connect is on a personal level. So at the end of the day, you have to go, what is going to suit you as a person and how can I maintain this? So in an ideal world, we need to be posting on the news feed, I would say, once a day in this climate. If you, if you can't keep that up, because that is pretty hard, you're better off just creating a frequency that you can maintain and then build on it. 
So, so just sorry to interrupt you, but what is also important is having consistency in yeah. the timing. Is that right? How yeah. does that make a difference? Will you explain to us why is it important that you don't do it three days in a row and then don't do it for a month, for example? Okay. So what happens is the way the algorithms are set, again, I'm talking about Instagram at this point because the other platforms are different. But okay. if, if you are not posting on your newsfeed, what that means is your audience has nothing to interact with on your newsfeed. So as a result, you all of a sudden over time stop showing up in people's newsfeeds because they haven't interacted. Right. So if, if you don't post for a month, it means that when you do post that you just are not going to be, you're not going to be seen consistently in front of your followers. So it just means like, let's just say you've got a thousand followers. It may only be that your content ends up being shown to, you know, like a percentage of that because no one else has interacted. So keeping that consistency and frequency up is really important. And in terms of the time that you post, generally speaking, it's around about 9.30 a.m., or 6 p.m. or that lunchtime gap. But if you've got a business account, you can look at your insights and then work out what the time is best to actually post. But keeping that up is super, super important uh, and, and making sure that it tells a message. So the topics that you need to be, you know, creating content on needs to be helpful, useful, interesting or entertaining and it needs to have a message. So rather than just posting anything for the sake of it, you kind of, it has to tick one of those boxes because otherwise it just ends up being noise. And how, um, how important is having a, um, an actual written professional plan to get this right? Or is it as simple as work out what your message is, work, it, work out what you're passionate about and get that message out there? Yeah, that, that, that second option. So it doesn't, it does, as I said, it doesn't have to be overly thought. In saying that, we actually do, um, we do people's layouts for them, like accounts layouts for them, because they just don't have the headspace and social media isn't their strength. So in that case, you go, that's fine, because at least then they know they've got content to post, yeah. because that's better than nothing. That's so right. It's, it's really, and this this is the same with all business activity and marketing. You just need to work in a way that's going to be the most effective for you. There's no right or no wrong, and you just have to do it because you can only get better, you know, as as you get into this into into actually posting the content. So, you know, it could be that it takes you like three months to work out what actually resonates best with your audience through trial and error. You know, no, no one's an expert from day one. So just it's about getting in there. But, yeah, you definitely have to do that. And, and Instagram stories and IGTV are super important as well. So it's really about getting a mix of content, both still and video going. Right. And and what when which we are talking specifically about Instagram now, so I'm going to continue on that yeah. for now. With Instagram, what are you expecting for most businesses to be the outcome is it lead generating is it just branding is it does it does it actually transition to direct sales i know with some really huge successful brands that has happened but is that somewhat luck no um, it's, it's such a strategy so you need you need to be uh focusing on all of them all right? right so for a new brand or a new business the focus to begin with is brand awareness and building trust and credibility so even when you're fully established you still need to be doing that so that, yes. that is real brand awareness and so people understand 
this is who I am, this is what I do, this is how I can help you. So that is really important. Then you'll have some posts which are focused on sales, um, but you don't want to have too many of those because social media is very much about storytelling and nurturing. They definitely work, definitely work. And that's because you've spent time building trust and credibility. And it goes back to the importance of also having a website because in an ideal world, you're you're nurturing them off that social media platform into other areas of your business, which might be website, podcast, you know, like there's so many different ways of doing this. So, yes, sales definitely work. Um, You know, if you've got an actual product it's easier than a service however once you get that service going from a social media point of view it works very very well because they're connecting with an individual person and people really like that so everything's achievable but it's just it's being really clear you know like with the post that I'm posting now you'd think to yourself what's the objective so that you can make sure that the call to action is really really clear and where a lot of people get stuck is they choose the image first and then they write the caption whereas you're actually best off working out what's my message and then choosing an image to go with that caption so you work, right. you work the other yes. way around yeah. and um and there it seems to be that at the moment there's an incredible opportunity on instagram on facebook etc because i personally have noticed so much so much of an increase in my friends on when someone posts now there's 50 comments again whereas you know six weeks ago people were far too busy so we we are definitely really connected again um, and and really focusing um, on interacting online at the moment. We've talked a little bit about people nurturing their current clients so that when they come out of this, they've got a business left. But is there also an opportunity to take advantage of our current environment? Yeah, so so we, we, we really need to be looking at retention and acquisition, as we always do. So from a marketing point of, point of view, retention is easier and cheaper because they're already engaged and you can always be looking at, you know, how can you upsell and cross-sell on top of obviously nurturing. And then the acquisition strategy is about bringing people in and then in some cases it'll be direct sales and in other cases it will be nurturing them and building that trust and credibility. And this is why content marketing is so important at this point in time because it's free. Um, Just to explain, content marketing is basically content that you can create that gives an understanding of what it is that you do. So that would be via blogs, it would be via social media content, it would be via podcasts and also video. Not only what you're producing but then also getting on other people's platforms and then, you know, you can do vice versa. So it's creating shareable content as well. And that means that when people go into Google they can find you because we don't just want to rely on social media. No, is that right? Are there businesses that can rely just on social media? You know, definitely there are. However, like as a business coach, I would never recommend it because you don't own those platforms. And if your account that's, you know, hidden or, you know, ghosted or deleted, you're then left with nothing. And in an ideal world, you've got lots of cogs turning on the business so that people can find you from lots, lots of different streams. 
Yes, I've had that happen to me, by the way. I had a, a an account that uh, was lead generating for property and something happened. We were hacked. Um, Facebook, we lost the whole account. There was nothing they could do. Facebook couldn't do anything about it. It was all gone. So I had it exactly happen to me. And it really did change our business because I realised how much I was relying on something that, you're right, it was completely out of my control in some ways. Yeah. So. yeah. so we need to have, we need to be having a focus on building your email list, you know, talking via that email list, you know, all the social media platforms as well as LinkedIn is absolutely key, as well as Google searches and then 30 third-party referrals. So tell me a bit about the LinkedIn side of it. I've got so many questions for you. I don't even know <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, LinkedIn is very okay so LinkedIn is very underrated it's a clunky platform so I don't like using it however we need to be spending time there because I mean you would find this for your business it would be definitely a lead generator for your business um so you everyone needs to have an account no matter what even if you don't know how to work it to begin with then you need to start (laughs) connecting with people and look it should only it should only take you a week to connect with 500 people that you already know because everyone's on there then you need to be actually posting some content on there at least once or twice a week which again filters through to your website and then positions you as a thought leader in your field now the reason why we need to be on linkedin is because all professionals are on there so the amount of opportunities even if it's not monetary the the opportunities that come through are incredible because you know you'll find for example um you know like big companies will reach out because they'll need a speaker or a thought leader or um, editors will reach out because they're writing an article in a publication and you'd be perfect and also that is how you get uh asked to write a book from publishers so there's a huge amount of opportunities on there Uh, and particularly if if you're targeting like the corporate sector there's lots of you know it's it's so easy to find you know who's the HR director of a certain company and then get in contact that's great information. I because I work business to um, to retail, so I'm directly in touch with individuals, and I've let my LinkedIn go. So that's the first thing I'm writing not scripted yeah. notes. Get back onto LinkedIn. Thank you for that's that. That's right, and they've also now got live video feature on there as well. So it was bought out by Microsoft a few years ago, and what they're doing is they're literally taking the best features from the other social media platforms and integrating it into LinkedIn. So I really think like over the next year we are going to see that interface really step up. Oh, well, that's mm. great inside knowledge. Thank you. Um, and, Alison, what, with videos, I'm, I'm a reader, okay? So if I've got a lot of information that I need to really absorb, I have always preferred to see it on a piece of paper and pick out the bits. I want to go to exactly where I want to read, right? So I have found that I have been a bit of a dinosaur um, catching up on videos. Now I do it and, and I can't believe that people prefer it because I'd much prefer to see the written word, as I said. How much should you expect people to be just entertained, just getting an initial thought? How much are you expecting people to listen? Like what percentage of people should be listening for the to the bulk of, of your information? Um, what, what are you sort of expecting out of video? Well, the thing with videos is that people can connect on an emotional level. And it's the emotional level that 
you know, gets that inquiry a lot quicker and you can get your point across. Like as the person that's creating that content, for many people it's quicker for them to create a five-minute video rather than write a blog that for some people could take a very long time. But in all honesty, you need both content because people can't Google and find your video unless you are labelling it, you know, that content title that people are searching on Google to find you. So so you really, this is when it goes back to you, to create a 3D, 3D business, which we all need, we need to be he- heard, seen and read. So we need podcast, okay. video and written blogs. We need it all happening. However, the videos will hook people in quicker because they can see you and, you know, they'll instantly decide she's my kind of or he is my kind of person or not. So it, it's just easier to get that connection with people. And how much of it do you expect people to actually watch? What Because some of my videos I'll get a, quite a small number of people watching till the end. Some of them, you know, you get they get to 50%. What are you expecting? Um, it depends on what the content is. So it comes back to the fact that each video has to serve a purpose yes. and shorter videos are better. They really are because then people can just watch them in a bite-sized chunk. However, it is good to create some longer content for the more engaged people as well. Right. So it just, it, you know, it just depends. The longer videos are actually better off on your Facebook page. Yes. People will stay on those videos for longer there. Right. And what's a long video? What, what uh, okay, so for uh, really anything over 10 minutes. Okay, yeah. Right. So anything under ten minutes is is still considered sh- relatively short video. Yeah, it's pushing it though. So for IGTV yeah. on Instagram, I I personally wouldn't create anything longer than eight minutes. Okay. Um, but you know, I've I've done some lives recently which have been really in depth, like business coaching help. Yes. Uh, on my Facebook page, and one of them went for thirty minutes, and people watched that to the end. But it's because it was just like bang, bang, bang. It was literally sit down with a pen and paper and write and take notes, and then integrate it into your business. So that's why that was useful. But I I wouldn't do too many of those. It was just because I did that when the whole lockdown got released and everyone was freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to help as many people as possible. Yeah. But normally I wouldn't do a thirty minute video like that. So it but, just but- depends on the scenario. What you're saying really is um, the relevance because yes. that video, 30 minutes, was so relevant, so poignant, so timely that people will watch it because they need that information and yeah. that if you can create content that is relevant and to some degree needed, people will listen, surely. Yeah, and so it goes back to what I was saying before. If it's helpful, useful, interesting or entertaining, there yeah. are no rules because it's ticking the box. Right, right. And Alison, um, what would you say to people at the moment as the most important thing for them to do if they've got one or two things that they can do in their business today to, you know, and that's all they've got is, you know, one or two things that they can actually change? What would you say is, is they should do to, to survive this, this period? Well, again, it's the way they look at it. So it's less about the big vision and it's more about what's happening right here, right now. Okay, so if you've got two things on your list, you need to go, What's is there something in here that is helping me like in the now? And then it could also be that there's something that's serving the bigger picture, but we need to be focusing on now as well. So the answer is going to be different for every single business. The big 
element is to make sure that you're not doing any work on anything that's a distraction or taking you off course. So the way we work this out is we go, all right, where, where do we want to be with our business? Now, normally we would say in a year's time, but I think in this environment, there's too many variables to really work out where we want to be in a year's time. So it's kind of like we just need to kind of backtrack and we go, knowing what's happening now, what do we know for sure that's going to make a difference now and that is also going to, you know, future-proof us in some shape or form? So we just we, we really just need to be working out, you know, with our business, who are we talking to, how can we help them and what can we do? So as I said, the answer is going to be different for every single business, but we, oh. we always need to be saying, is this a distraction? Because busy makes you feel good. Well, can you give me an example of a distraction for, like, is it where you're taking the business on a completely different route that's not profit profitable? Well, it, it just depends. Like, for example, I had someone um, contact me, uh, it must have been like two weeks ago now, and there had been a, there had been a television um, interview and her business had been, um, had been mentioned it wasn't even her business it was just her category of business right. and it had been mentioned sort of in a way that was not doing her category of business you know any good however she was in lockdown and she would have been better off just focusing on her business how can she adjust it now to serve you know her existing customers and clients however she was just so fixated on making you know a public statement Right, And it was just like, you know what, this is going to make no, your business is in lockdown. It's not affecting your business. They didn't mention your business. Like you need to stay focused on what's, on what's going to serve you rather than something that's going to keep you busy like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, and it's, so many people get distracted because it makes them feel busy, which then makes them feel good. Like they're doing work. And ego, ego does. Unfortunately, even with posting, ego does get in the way of some good business decisions sometimes. Mm. I know that, you know, um, popularity is seems important, but it's actually not about popularity. It's about finding a way to get the result that the business needs to be profitable and successful. Um, yeah. So, you, I, yeah. You're right. So, you, you basically, you need to be working in areas of the business that's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, rather than stroking the ego, it's, it's yeah, it's a really big point. It's and you know what, it sounds really simple when you say it, but it's something that is so often look, overlooked. That's right. That's right. I mean, ego drives us so terribly. I think these days, particularly with this online, you know, the the online world that we live in. Um, so, any last words um, before we talk to everyone about how to get in touch with you? Any last tips or something you want to say to people to get through this period? Yeah, I think like in this period, things that can hold you back is um, having to get out of your comfort zone and worrying what other people think. And, and my biggest recommendation is no one is looking at you as closely as you're looking at yourself. And just to get in there and go for it. Because if you overthink things in this market, you'll get left behind. Uh, and, and so often the solutions to move ahead can be found, you know, they're things that you were already thinking of doing. However, you didn't have the confidence or time to implement them. Or it could be that you need to diverse and, you know, it's something that you would never have thought of. And you feel like, you know, it could be taking your business a sidestep. However, it's actually what's going to work for your business in this market. So, yeah, I think you really just need to go, you know what, if it's going to get me out of my comfort zone, 
everyone's out of their comfort zone at the moment. Just get in there and do it. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Great advice, Alison. Thank you so much for joining us. How do people get in touch with you? What's the best way to get some advice uh, directly from me? What are the options? Sure. Well, via my websites and then all the handles will, will lead to social media and um, content that can help you. So it's relauncher.com.au is for business coaching and stickystudio.com.au for any branding, websites, logo, online membership portals. Fantastic. Thanks again. We look forward to speaking to you in the future.